Kia ora. <laughs> That's echoing. Hey guys, um, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Kathan. Nice to meet you. <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited about what God's put in my heart tonight because we just went there and worshipped. <laughs> yeah, Holy Spirit's already. I've, I want to talk about an amazing invitation that every single one of us has. And for me, I've realized my story, for those of you who don't know, has been interesting. Like, I was born up in church. And um, my parents are amazing. They love me so much. They um, like did everything I'd say like that right. Like they put me on the right track. But for some reason, I just didn't like church. It was, there was nothing to do with them. Like, I was just that annoying kid in Sunday school, eh? That those poor kids leaders had to deal with. <laughs> that was me. That one guy, and like you know, like when everyone else is fine, then that one noisy guy. Not, not even like, because our attention seeking, just like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, it's so silly. And the thing is for me, like, I, I know what it is, and I say this with sadness, to come into the presence of God and walk out unchanged. Because I, and what I've learned from my journey, I actually had the amazing privilege of getting prophesied over twice. And, um, and like, they were six months apart, and they said the exact same thing. One was in Mexico, because of course it is. <laughs> and the second one, we came to the 6 p.m. And at that time, our family had never gone to the 6 p.m. I had never recalled going to the 6 p.m. before that. And we happened to go, and a guest speaker was there, and he prophesied and called me out of the crowd and said the exact same thing. The next day, I went to school and got head boy, and he just prophesied I was going to be a leader. <laughs> and oh, head boy of a house. I don't need to go and make up any other achievements. Just head boy of a house. But um, it's like this thing, though, like I had all these things. I fully experienced God tangibly as well. That night I bored my eyes. I felt love for the first time. And it was amazing. I was like, wow. But then as it got on, I thought maybe it's just my charisma. <laughs> like, I can do a bit of dancing and stuff like that. But you know, like, I, I'm, I have fun. But actually it's like you realise, no, you're not that good, Kathan. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> like you go like, oh, is it just emotional, you know? Uh, maybe it was just luck that they accidentally said it word for word. I don't know how that would happen. Like, man, the word's so funny. And I said that to myself. And the reason why is because I was too scared to actually confront the truth that if I accepted Jesus, then I could no longer live for myself. Because <laughs> like, the truth is, like, it's not um, like something that I have to do. It's my response because if what he did was true, that changes everything. He loves me so much that he would die for me. Like, I was a loser. I'm honest. <laughs> like, and some of you, and we're like, he died for us. Like, some of you guys don't even want to be friends with some people in this room, you know? And he died for that person because he loves them so much. And I was like, there, and I was like, oh, if he's real, then I have to realize that actually, no, living for me doesn't cut it anymore. <laughs> actually, going through manipulating just to control people doesn't cut it anymore because life's not about you. And like, I think my awesome friend, Kerry Newhoff, said this incredible quote, and it hit me so hard. There's no end to the sad discontentment of making you the mission of your life. <sighs> like, like the, thing, the truth is like emptiness, man, is a problem which so many people face. And this thing, like we've got this invitation here tonight. We've talked about it. Come to the altar. We've got an invitation to encounter the almighty living God. Come on. Like I'm really excited because everybody has this opportunity to change us forever. But that at the end of the day, it's a choice. 
Like for me, what actually made me give my life to Jesus fully was in the 31st of March, I believe, 2013 at Easter camp. It was the final session and I'd gone to Easter camp for the boys to have a good time. I was, I was like, and at the time, I remember like this crazy knocking for the first time and I was, I was really excited because for me, like, I actually, like, I, have to, I had a problem with manipulation at that age, which is really sad. So I would be able to speak fluent conservative Christian. Of course, be able to do Pentecostal way. And I knew to adopt the spiritual position of, oh, feeling a bit of heart pain. Come on. Oh, Jesus. Like, you know, I, I had the worship positions down pat. <laughs> like, I was ready for anything. And like, but anyway, this night, it was weird. I felt knocking. I was like, oh, I was so excited because I wore my encounters like a Boy Scouts sash. Like, wear them off. Look at that achievement, guys. Promoting me to a new level of religion I didn't even believe in. It's silly. It's ludicrous. And I was going like through this thing, just going through the motions, carrying on. And then suddenly I felt this knocking. I was like, oh, this is a bit too real. <laughs> like, like, you know, the other encounters are cool, but God, you know, like, I don't actually like it when it actually feels real. Because <laughs> then I'd have to acknowledge the truth. And I was like kind of scared. And that night, I ended up having the craziest encounter of my life at that point. Well, I was out of my body and met God in heaven in a room and saw his feet. And we had a conversation for a couple of hours. When everyone else just saw me going, and boiling my eyes up for 15 minutes. Like, it was crazy. And I like met God and he said that. But at the end of the day, he never said, so you have to live for me. He said, Kathan, I love you, my son. You're a leader. I want to be in a relationship with you. Never like you have to come, you have to change. And like we have this amazing opportunity to encounter God. And like I think we just have to realize now what Jesus has done for us for a second. Like, can we give him a clap of praise? Like, he is so good. Like, he he died for you. He died for you and paid the price for all your sin, all of it, every single part of it. So that means now we're going in sin, right? And actually, you're free to get from that thing and you don't have to stay in it anymore. Everything. That's so exciting. And I had to realize it. And I was like, oh my goodness. And so tonight I want to really talk about encountering God, taking up the invitation. Because I've realized encountering God's important because if I want to have a personal relationship with Him, you're going to need to communicate with Him. Like, I know that in romantic relationships, communication is important. But I have no experience, so I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> but I do have friends. And for those of you who don't have friends, at least you're stuck with family. So everyone has to communicate to at least somebody in this world, right? You have to communicate. And who knows, if you don't talk to that person, that doesn't help. <laughs> like people, we struggle with people we can communicate with, let alone the ones we can't. <laughs> like, except we, for some reason, it just blows my mind. People come to a personal relationship with God and somehow don't even know how to talk to Him and hear Him back. That's sad. Like, I'm not, I'm not like going, what are you doing? Like, and judging. It's like, no, God's got this amazing invitation for every single one of us here to encounter the almighty living God. So for those of you taking notes, the first thing I like to do when I want to encounter God and hang out with him, I'm going to speak from my experience, what I believe the Bible says. We're going to turn to Matthew chapter 5, verse 8. So if you've got the Bibles or whatever or technological devices with it on it, yeah, you can all turn to there. And this is Jesus speaking, right? So Jesus is going to the um, crowds. It's known as a part of the Sermon on the Mount. It was one of his first ever sermons when he'd been gathering a whole lot of people 
um, and they, he's finally preached this. And this is the one verse which actually shook me. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Can Jesus say that? <laughs> like He just said, if you're pure in heart, you will see God. And we've just talked about right now how amazing God is, right? He's paid the price for all our sin. So clearly it's not because of sin, right? It can't be because Jesus paid the price for that. So we've got that covered. And what Holy Spirit, as I was just praying and stuff and going in my quiet time, this is like, he goes, he got me to reread it for so many times because I just wasn't getting it. And he goes, Kathan, it's your motives. When you come to God, are you coming with a pre-made decision and just trying to get him to bless your agenda? Or you actually come in and go, hey, I want to hang out with you. <laughs> like, do you guys know the, um, Gary Chapman's five love languages or something like that? Like, I am a quality time guy. <laughs> so like, for me, I love hanging out with Jesus. And I see like my time where I just get to go and chill with God. That's amazing. But I feel like for the first point, we need to come to God with a pure heart. This is what Psalm 139 says about God. And I, this is just beautiful. From verse 1 to 4, it says, O Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. For for a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. That's just so beautiful. And I love it because that means, hey, God, who's good, because he died for me, I know that he's good. That means he knows exactly what I need. And that means he also knows my agenda, <laughs> which is the cool thing. But I realized, like, Holy Spirit really um, prompted me. And he said, Kathan, when you come with an agenda, and you push it, because I get it, there are times which you need to come and pray to God. I actually like to surrender that before him, because I know if God is good, and he knows everything about me, he knows what I need to talk about, if it's the best of me, he will bring it up or give me the opportunity to in our conversation. Because sometimes we just come and we're going like, God, there's this big problem and we just want to go and talk about it. I actually have to go, no, I surrender. Holy Spirit, what do you want to say to me right now? And sometimes he has actually not even talked about that and talked about something even more important and totally challenged me. I'm like, wow, come on. And it's so good. Other times he has talked about what I wanted to talk about because it was important. But if we trust that, if God is good, if he loves me, he only has the best for me. So like, I want you guys to say this out loud. If we want to go and encounter God, we need a pure heart. So what do we need? A pure heart. Oh, we can do it better than that. A pure heart. So our amazing motives need to be put to the side. And for the second thing, I realized as I was just like in my journey with God, because after I encountered God in year, um, year nine, I was hungry for Him, but for all the wrong reasons. I was still keen to go and like, go like, hey guys, I just had this epic encounter. <laughs> like, guess what just happened? I was on the floor and I was like, uh, and it was amazing. Guys, love touched me, bro. Like, yeah, I, was just there. I was really impressed. I wanted to go and brag about the stories. I wanted to pray for healing because I was like, did you see that? God used me. <laughs> like, actually, it was like the thing. And I didn't actually experience God for a whole year until I came back to Easter camp. And I learned how to worship and surrender. I, like, the thing is, sometimes we come and we're more excited for the story that's going to come from the encounter than actually encounter Jesus. Oh, I've been there. It hurts. Because, <laughs> like, man, we've got Jesus. 
the creator of the universe, and he wants to hang out with us, and we're caught up on the story? Come on. Like, I think this is what um, Psalm 17, 15 says. And this is actually cool because my Bible has a little thing in Matthew 5, 8, and actually linked to this verse. And righteousness actually can be saying, you have a pure heart if you're righteous. And this is what it says. And I, in righteousness, hashtag pure heart, I will see your face when I awake, and I'll be satisfied with seeing your likeness. Are we coming with God with all these expected expectations of what he has to do, that if he doesn't show up in the way we want him to, we're disappointed? And I'm not saying, like, we need to come with faith. <laughs> I'm not, like, we need to come with faith, definitely. Like, I'm not saying, like, don't. But at the end of the day, if it doesn't go how you're expecting it, are you satisfied with just God being God? Well, I love Daniel um, Kalenda and um, Eric Gilmore. They did this amazing um, YouTube series on experiencing God. And they said something like this. I've got it here. Right, we need to be satisfied with God's presence. We should fix our eyes on him and worship him and enjoy his presence. We wait until he speaks. If he doesn't, I need to be satisfied with just hanging out with him. Well, I think so many times we actually try and pressure God and manipulate God, which we already know from Psalm 139, we can't. He knows our agenda, right? And go like, God, I want you to show up in this way. I've, and I know my actually most amazing encounters have been in the private room when no one else is watching, so it can't be a show. As, the, as I see everything in the corporate, it's actually an invitation to what I can experience by myself. When it's just me and Jesus loving on each other, having an awesome time. So you guys, if we want to like, encounter God, we have to realize it's a privilege to spend time with Him. Just spending time in His presence. Come on. So the second point, we're going to say this. Being satisfied with who He is. Ready? Be satisfied with who He is. Come on. And this is the third thing that I really want to um, nail down on tonight, which is, this is about a personal relationship with God, encountering Him. This should be a regular occurrence. We actually want to hang out with Him. We have Holy Spirit, the presence of God, living inside of us the whole time. Imagine how weird it was, would be if my parents, who are married, right, just didn't talk to each other <laughs> the whole day. And then the next day, and then once a week, go, oh, hey, Hey, Ange, how you doing? You all right? We have kids, eh? Oh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> like, you know, like, it's just, it'd be weird as if they didn't talk. They need to communicate to have a relationship. We need to be able to communicate to Holy Spirit. And what I've realized, though, being a personal relationship, that this is more than an encounter. And this flows from it's bigger than the story. Our encounters with God have an invitation for more in our lives. The fruit of the Spirit, like um, patience, peace, um, self-control, all of that. We have this amazing gift of that, as well as actually, we have the coolest and most powerful mission in the world. Matthew 28, the Great Commission, to make disciples and nations. The encounter is so we can go and fulfill that mission. We should be spending time so we go and encounter God, get equipped, and get to go out and help people to Jesus. Help disciple them and actually realize, yo, what happens if God showed up in my school? What happens if he showed up in my workplace? What would it look like if the atmospheres of heaven were running around in my family right now? You know, that, that's the type of thing. Because we know that as we spend time with God, we actually become like him. I know that, like, because Sheridan's been preaching amazingly on um, John 15. It's true. Like, um, he's, like, Sheridan preached this morning, which was so cool, because I actually had it in my notes, and he kind of, like, 
Next tip. <laughs> so I'm like, no, joking. About like, um, you can ask for anything um, and it'll be given to you. And I believe it's because it's just before in the passage, it talks about pruning. So if we're pruning and getting, becoming more and more like God, it's the reason why we get it is because our heart is what God's heart is. Jay said it like this to me one time. And I said this was absolutely amazing. Was a man and a woman, when, they, when they're intimate, the result of that is a baby. So when a, I'm a person and God are intimate, what are the fruits? We actually have something birthed out of that. Dreams. Fruits of the Spirit to go and fulfill the Great Commission. So tonight, I think Holy Spirit set the stage beautifully. We're here for an invitation. Will you actually go further and encounter God? Because it's a choice. Will you actually set that time aside for Him? Hey God, I want to hang out with you. I want to be with you. And when I come, I've got a surrendered motive. I just want to be with you. I know that you'll say exactly what I need to hear. And we've got baptisms coming up really soon, straight after me. It's going to be really exciting. These guys are saying, God, I want to counter you in another level. I'm giving my life to you in a personal relationship. That's exciting. So I want to give you guys now opportunity. Just between you and God, no one else needs to see. Because at the end of the day, we're not going to go and chase you up. If we want to go and say, God, you know what? I want to actually go hard and encounter you more. I want to change the way I encounter you as well. I don't want to be stuck with agenda, stuck with what I thought you should do. But actually, I want to be following you, Holy Spirit, and coming in. Because we have the most amazing God. So I want everyone, if that's all right, to go and bow their heads and close their eyes. And I want to give you guys an opportunity to raise your hand. So do you know what? God, I want to encounter you. And I want to encounter you more. Whatever that step is, like, I just want to encounter you more. So if you guys want, just chuck your hand up. This is between you and God. No one's actually going right now and going like, oh my gosh, look at that person. This is amazing. Come on. Come on. So many hands. This is so good. We want to encounter God to another level because we need it. Our city needs it. Hamilton is crying out. Waikato is crying out. New Zealand has the highest teen suicide rate. I calculated and it was every 14.95 hours someone in New Zealand commits suicide. They need Jesus. So bad. And it's hard because I know like in my time in high school, my last two years, I had three people I knew commit suicide in my high school. And that sucked. And I realised, man, they only do that if they have no hope. We have the hope of the world. We need an encounter with the living God to help us go further, to see our nation changed. And I'm excited with this campus, this new campus. Our church is moving. God is moving. We get our encounter, God, to another level. So thank you for those who've put your hand up tonight and going, God, I'm going to go to this next level. Come on. And now I want to give another opportunity for those of you who may not know God, have never had the opportunity to encounter Him ever before. Jesus loves you. Jesus wants to encounter you right now as He has for all the rest of us. Like for me, I wasn't ready. In fact, I didn't actually ask, like God didn't actually ask for my permission when He came to me on my Easter camp encounter. But man, I have the question, why wait? <laughs> why wait? 
for him to have to come to you. I had a real cool friend that I met and they decided, oh, I would, I would go for God, but uh, you know, it's just that I want to have sex and get wasted. <laughs> one day I'll get there, one day. But man, if God's so good and he has the best for you, <laughs> surely life's more than living for yourself. I've learned in leadership, leading a young adults group, people don't follow me for me. They follow me for Holy Spirit and where I'm taking them with God. And we want to see as a church, our group, we follow Sheridan and Jan, Pastor Ray and everyone else. We're following them because we want to see our nation changed. So for those of you here who have never encountered God before, who just want to start that personal relationship, this is amazing. You have the opportunity to put your hand up right now with every eye closed. I'd love for you to come and do that. And know it's not our personal relationship, it's your personal relationship. But we're absolutely here to help you. We want to come here alongside you, support you. So if you are there with someone, hey, let them know. We'll be with you. I want to go and support you as a family. That's what we're here for. So would you like to raise your hand now if you want to give your life to Jesus? So good, I see that hand. See that hand, so good. Awesome, awesome. I've seen three people respond tonight. So amazing. Come on, so excited. These guys are just giving their life to Jesus. Anyone else want to have the most life-changing decision? Oh, see that hand, see that hand. Come on. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I know for me, that encounter, I still walked out and had a porn addiction. (laughs) I still walked out and manipulated people, but I knew something had changed in me. And as I got closer to Him, those behaviours disappeared. I became more like Jesus. So let's give a hand for the five people who gave their lives to Jesus tonight. Come on. So exciting. So exciting. And we have the absolute privilege to watch, as I believe two people um, get baptised tonight and say their part. And they're going in their further step in their relationship with God. So I'll pass it on to Sheridan now. Thank you guys so much. Cheers.